Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, guys, we've heard it from every relationship advice column ever. Communication is the key to every successful relationship. But guys, what does that actually mean? It's easier said than done, right? Well, Tom and I sit down today and share the secrets of effective communication that we have used in 19 years of our marriage. By the end of this episode, you will know exactly why communication is actually the secret to a long-lasting relationship, but how to actually communicate in the right way. And most importantly, making sure you know your partner's love language and how to then speak it. Welcome to Relationship Theory. You can't imagine how gross... I would find it if you felt you had to lose to me. Mm. Like, oh, that's so emotionally weak when somebody can't, like, tolerate that. What is up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. It is so good to be back and live. And I am your co-host, Tom Bilyeu. I am here with the lovely and talented and amazing, beautiful person that I got to spend a lot of quality time with recently, Lisa Bilyeu. All right, so the next question this is from Matt Wyman again. What has been the single best discipline you have used to strengthen your relationship, both individually and together? The single best discipline? Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to interpret that, but the, so tactics maybe? Um, what are the tactics that we use? Communication is the obvious yeah. sense, but let's try to give people something yeah. a little bit more than that. Um, proximity, like that's a big deal. Making sure that we spend time together. That's been really, really important. I don't think there's any substitute for proximity just to make it really clinical. I think you have to like be together. And that's one of the secrets to our success has been, you know, when you talk about growing together, um, that's a big one. So we started out, I worked all day, you didn't. And that was us very much going in separate directions. Mm. And then uh, when we started working together, uh, that was one thing. But like I was the boss and you were the employee. So like there wasn't necessarily the balance in that. And then now truly being equals in the company, like that's been awesome. That's been a really great way for us to put in the time, be together, have the same, share a vision, um, share just like the the dream of exactly what we're trying to build. Like there's so much togetherness and all of that. That's been great. And I know that is certainly not something that everybody can accommodate with their lives, uh, but that's been really, really beneficial. So um, if we didn't have that, like my recommendation to couples would be to have something that's goal oriented. So let's say um, being dance partners or something like that. In fact, this is really interesting. If you and I were going to be dance partners, I'd want to try to win something. And then like in that, because you're going to, it's like the same thing, the same reason. It's interesting. You're not sure why I would want that. Um, Because you're so not competitive, even when we play games. So watch me in this. This is why. (laughs) Suffering is useful because it forces you to come up with tactics. 
if we were trying to win something, in fact, what are you talking about? Video games, like I'm, we're so competitive That's when we're true, playing. Actually, but I guess when we play games with the family, like you do like to win, but you're not like like my family, my brother and your sister are so yes, competitive. No question. Where they'll like start scratching out people's eyes just 100%. so they can win. But. But you're like, I don't care. I would like to say, even with that, I've won the Christmas Cup twice. The funny thing is you absolutely have, but there's not that like... It's not my highest value. That's the reason. Like, so when I go into something, as long as I'm having fun, as long as I'm enjoying the family, like I'm all for it. Yeah. But below that, I love winning. Like, that's really fun. It's a great way to test your skills and like... um, But with the video games, like I am playing to win every time. And so there's this one part of the game that you never play that's like really hard. And you're playing against just like the best people that play the game. And I always put that I go to the casual. So there's two places you can play, like competitive and casual. You're playing the same people. So it's just a question of do your teammates expect you to be amazing or are they going to tolerate that you're just there to have fun? Now, I'm there to win. Let's make no mistake about it. But I always go to casual because my skill set is just not... Like, people would freak out if they got me on their team in a competitive, like, mm-hmm. space. They'd not be pleased. Um, and But I'm the only one that's, like, there to win. Like, when you talk to the other people, they're like, oh, I can't believe, like, people take this so seriously and stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why would you hate on that? Like, yes, okay, we got our asses handed to us. Yes, the people that we're playing against have clearly practiced and they're very good but isn't that the idea? Like if you're going to show up, if you're going to spend an hour, be the best you can be in that hour. Like nothing else makes sense to me. Okay. So How does that turn to dancing? So with, and you'll have to come up with the mechanisms to deal with that. Oh, like I what see. happens when you lose? Right. Do you like, and the other person turns to you like and has intensity and is like, hey, we need to figure this out. Like we need to try to do this. Like you're going to have to learn how to deal with that, mm. right? For instance, I... If there was there was a certain game, I would get so pissed off. So we play as a fire team. It's me, Lisa, and my sister Kim. So we'd be in a fire team. I would get so pissed off. Like if we lost. Oh, yeah. And so finally, but to me, like it it isn't anger, like anger about injustice or like fighting with somebody. It's just that I can't, oh fuck, I can't believe I did. I'm so mad. But I'm having a blast. Like I'm having such a good time. Like to have been on the competitive stage and tried and lost. Like yeah. so I'm externalizing like you know, frustration and anger, yeah. but like I'm having such a good time yeah. and you guys were like, we can't have fun when you do that. Well, no, because you can't. <laughs> so yeah, this is actually really interesting because we work together. Obviously right. we've been married for a while, but playing video games kind of introduced a different dynamic between us. And so when we're playing and if we lose, like if we're losing, you're like, Lisa, what the hell are you doing? Like, you need to stay right behind me. I told you to go, you know, to stay behind and shoot when I shoot. And you yelling and just being that intense. Like, I'm just like, if you're not having fun, then don't play. But don't like force me to do it. And so I then start getting like, I don't enjoy it. Right. Because I want to feel like, ha ha, look, you just messed up. And even though I want to win, it's like just a different way of approaching it. So, And so in that, going back to the dancing, yeah. I've had to learn, even though that, and you're definitely misrepresenting what I do, I speak very intensely. And I will intensely. give you that. But I'm not like screaming, what are you doing? Um but I've had to realize when I externalize like that, even though internally I'm still having a great time, mm. I'm just really intense. Mm. 
that doesn't play for you and Kim. Yeah. So I've had to like change my language and adapt, right. which makes me think like there's a difference between how you feel and want to communicate and be communicated to and how the other person can actually hear you. Mm -hmm. So things like that give you the tools that you need in all the other aspects of your life. So I think the like heightened, not stress, but like the elevated intensity and seriousness of a competition is actually interesting for sussing out like how you work together and deal with, yeah, yeah, like I think, and it's funny that I was saying that, forgetting that we actually already have that in our lives, which is interesting and how, like that's actually become a big part of our quality time is being competitive about something which is really interesting but we're not competitive against each other we're always always on the same same team team. yeah always Um, i would get exactly zero joy from beating you um and there is one part of the game which we've played a few times where i'll actually let you kill me to make sure that you get like your bounties and stuff like that and that actually makes me happy yeah but um, yeah, killing you in a game, in a game would bring me no joy. I still though like because you get chart, you know, like um, positions. Mm. So even though we're in the same team, we do then have a position within that team. And like I do find joy though when I get to number one. You and should I beat you, rightly so. Yeah, that and I totally and because get you're that. sweet about it. It makes me like proud that I got to number one. Otherwise, I feel this is I feel really, really interesting. Guilty. So this is really interesting because I want to beat you. Like on our team, right? Like I want to be at the top and I feel absolutely fantastic when I'm at the top. And at the same time, I love it. Like when you crush and while I'm like crestfallen that I have not done better, I'm so stoked for you because you performed and really killed it and crushed it. That is such an interesting thing that I really force myself to feed into to to be actively proud, to vocalize my pride to you when you do well. But at the same time, when I crush, like I'm going to own it. Like I crushed it. Like I'm so stoked to have won. And when people can get into that zone, I think that's really important. And the last thing I would, you can't imagine how gross I would find it if you felt you had to lose to me. Mm. Like, oh, that's so emotionally weak when somebody can't, like tolerate that and look i can say that as somebody who used to be like that and i've talked about this ad nauseum i actually thought you would only find me sexy if i could beat you at everything that and get to the physics of human psychology no one wants to lose at everything nobody ever so that just didn't make sense but someone but also right. wants to feel like you have someone that is championing you so much that they want to see you win. And you talk right. about that a lot, right? Like with the team here, with any of your friends, like you just want to see people win. And that was really powerful for me to see. Um, I mean, and you do it all the time with me, but for whatever reason, the whole, the Sheroic podcast was really a big thing for me. You were, because I don't know, like you just you took it to a new level in making me feel like you were my biggest fan and you would tell everyone that you would meet and you were so supportive and so encouraging. And then on the day of our release, like you were so, it was about like, I'm so proud of my wife. And that was so genuine. And I felt like I had someone who wanted to see me win. And with couples, I think that's so important. Like you had put yourself aside, like nothing... I'm not even thinking about myself. I'm not thinking about anything except I want this person to succeed. And I think if you can do that with your partner and let go of any emotions you may have, whether it's in a competition on a video game or or in something, you know, in life, 
just putting them first and saying, I believe in you so much and I really want to see you succeed gives a support that I don't know how to replicate other than that. Like be, be your partner's biggest cheerleader. Mm. So powerful. Super important. Um, I so, mean, that's like the core to me of relationships. Be yeah. somebody's number one. Yeah. And I'm always grateful when I have an opportunity to prove you're my number one. Yeah. Right. And I just think that it's a quality people should nurture in themselves to want other people to have a chance to shine. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to want other people to have a chance to shine. And you can, by rewarding yourself and punishing yourself, you can get to the point where it's like maybe that's not your default position. Maybe you just like you've got, first of all, shining is awesome. So everybody wants to shine. Mm -hmm. Winning is awesome for sure, for sure. But you have to also train yourself to be able to like know this isn't my time to shine. This is their time to shine. Let them shine. And I don't know. I've never understood people that can't like take a back seat for a minute and let mm. somebody else just like be the absolute center of the universe. And I think that's a good test for people. Like look at your partner, look at what is important to them and meaningful to them. And then what can you do to make them feel like you are their number one fan? Right. Whether it's like, obviously for you, you posted on social and that was a really meaningful thing for me. Um, you know, it was you shouting from the rooftops, mm. which going back to when you proposed. So he proposed to me at um, Alexandra Palace in London is one of the highest points. you can No, open. no. The highest the point The highest point. Except for like in a building. Yeah. That's what I mean. But So you basically were like, I love this woman so much, I want to shout it from the rooftops. And so it has to be meaningful. You're like, hang on a minute, a place where you can see all the rooftops. So you would propose at Alexandra Palace that has this beautiful view of London. And so that metaphor really kind of came together. But what is that version for other people? Like, what is you letting that person know that you're screaming from the rooftops that you're their number one fan and you want them to succeed? I think that that person would really um, reciprocate it, like feel special and mm. I think that could be huge. If you're fed up of people constantly pushing you around, ignoring your boundaries and just disrespecting you left, right and centre, then it's time to finally stop letting people walk all over you and start actually standing up for yourself, my homie. Because trust me, I've been there staying silent and living a life I never actually wanted for myself, but lacked the confidence to do anything about it. But I was able to go from someone who settled and lacked all the confidence in herself to someone who comfortably commands respect and guys and my homie even with the fears the doubts and uncertainty you can finally go after what you freaking want in life set boundaries speak up show up fight imposter syndrome and stop people pleasing and i break down how to actually do this step by step in my book radical confidence and when you pre-order your copy of radical confidence right now today guys you can get a free gift valued at 171 dollars, which includes my ultimate guide to radical confidence which is a workbook that you actually can work through as you're reading my book three months ad free listening to women of impact on podcast and one hour exclusive relationship coaching session with me and my hubby of 21 years, Tom. So, my homie, if you go and pre-order this book right now, you get all of those things for utterly free, which has been valued at $171. So go over to RadicalConfidence.com to pre-order your copy right now. That's RadicalConfidence.com. See you there, my homie. Let's freaking go.